The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities that they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. Radio Azim Premji University. It's 13th of August 1947 in Bhopal. The 34-year-old woman walks into the room. Her father uh, sat lonely, showered in sweat. He asked her to sit down. She refused. He pulled out a revolver and pointed it at her. I'm leaving soon for Pakistan, he said. I want you to take over the affairs of the state. Do you accept? The Nawab asked. The defend daughter said, Why don't you pull the trigger? She said she shall not be a party to its merger in the Indian Union. If the Nawab thought he could get his daughter to do the humiliating task of giving up Bhopal to a democratic India, his calculations were wrong. Because Abida Sultan was in debt another young woman brought up, protected in a palace. She was a single mother, a rebellious princess, a woman capable of tough decisions and had grown up in the glorious traditions of a royal family where four women had been rulers. It was the most unlikely way of someone passing on the baton of his princely state to the potential successor. His plan wouldn't work, not just because the daughter refused, but also because Mountbatten advised him against it. We are talking about the Nawab of Bhopal Hamidullah Khan, the leading voice and advocate of independence for princely states and his daughter, Abida Sultan, a single mother who would in future move to Pakistan and have a sterling public career with the government of Pakistan. We must understand why Nawab of Bhopal was in such frenzy as independence came close for India. The Nawab could have been a very important official in the government of Pakistan. Bhopal could have ended up being another East Pakistan. All of it were possibilities in that summer of 1947. Hello, my name is Josie Joseph. Welcome to my podcast, The India Project. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. Episode 4, State of Bhopal. On the 7th of August, Safarullah Khan, Nawab's advisor, writes to BP Menon, seeking several clarifications regarding the instrument of accession, regarding the future relationship between Bhopal and the dominion of India, and on a host of other uh, matters. Dear Mr. Menon, as you will appreciate, His Highness of Bhopal is at the moment devoting his most earnest and anxious considerations to the terms on which the accession of the state of Bhopal is desired to the dominion of India, so as to enable him to come to a decision on this crucial question. It includes uh, questions like uh, that uh, it is understood that the proposed instrument of accession would operate only during the transition period until the constitution of India uh, is approved. Safrullah Khan says Bhopal would like to establish straight relations with 
and if necessary appoint a trade commissioner in and make a treaty or agreement with regard to air communications with pakistan through the and bhopal would also like to have uh, air communications with pakistan if you go over the list of clarifications it's very clear that bhopal is really pushing hard against the dominion of india he wants local telephone systems to be excluded from uh, those under coming under the dominion's powers explained that telephones meant trunk telephones and that local telephone systems within the state were not included he wants autonomy for use of aerodromes and uh, uh, air travel within bhopal and that if it was desired to put down a new aerodrome land would be acquired with the consent of the ruler and that it was not proposed to take over existing aerodromes he wants the state police to be protecting the railway lines within bhopal and it also wants the dominion to give an undertaking that uh, an assurance was given that apart from the subjects with regard to whom the state was asked to accede there would be no interference of any kind whatsoever in state affairs and this obligation would be reciprocal ali zafarullah khan cc deshai who receives the clarifications from khan on the file is not amused at all and uh, in an internal uh, noting for both vp menon and uh, patel uh, he is quite dismissive of the demands put forward by bopal so among the demands of bopal is that if it finds a future constitution of india unacceptable it should be free to revert back to its position of being an independent princely state and that uh, the new india would not assert its paramountcy or the right over the state desha is quite dismissive of it he says uh, it implies that the crown representative is providing a guarantee that indian state has to respect in the future and he says crown representative cannot even come to the rescue of bopal because bopal being in the heart of india would be very isolated and the power to decide what to do with bopal and what should be done between india and bopal is a weapon that india must exercise based on the internal consultations within the states department finally on the 12th of august cc deshai sends a formal note to safarullah khan it's a very diplomatically worded but firm letter he says uh, with reference to items 1 and 2 under defense set out in the schedule to the instrument of accession it was understood that no dominion canton if the dominion is primarily responsible for the defense of the country as a whole then it must have the right to move troops according to military exigencies dominion could agree that no cantonment or establishment should be stationed in a state without the consent of the local ruler in peace time but we cannot for obvious reasons agree to the necessity for such consent during war the proposal can be agreed on to the understanding that the trade commissioner would work as part and parcel about of the uh, trade commissioner he says it's okay as long as uh, he works as part and parcel of the office of the dominion it is expected that the activities will be confined to trade and commerce and that he, and he will not indulge in any diplomacy or politics a trade commissioner should be asked for only when there is work for him about subversive activities he says yeah of course the dominion is 
as much interested in dealing with subversive activities but he says it's something that must be left to cooperative action between the state and the dominion in light of actual circumstances but i can assure you that the dominion government is as much interested in dealing with the subversive activities as the states which means that for example uh, there was uh, obviously a very strong movement within bhopal like in most princely states for uh, responsible government and if the members of that responsible government or that movement are in delhi or outside bhopal uh, indian dominion is not going to go and crack down on them or arrest them because these are gandhians and you know all time warriors or fighting for responsible government no assurance can be given that the dominion government will necessarily continue the standstill arrangements in respect of non exceeding states after august 15th this letter is intended merely as providing a clarification it's no more a sophisticated chessboard move that's happening it's a final desperate actions from two ends one a ruler who is looking at a dark future of losing all the power and glory and influence on the other side a group of people who are trying to put together probably the world's greatest experiment in democracy this is going to get worse as the countdown towards august 15th gets closer coming up on the other side of the break he has been advocate and admirer of the idea of pakistan a hindu prince would have been far more useful but there was no one to be found amongst that lot who would look after the interests of pakistan but to get the entire world to agree on this one thing in the time that it was when zero actually was shaped up i i cannot get my head around the fact that everyone just agreed it took centuries to have this transition unlike place value system where there were at least four different civilizations that sort of said hey this is one way it was just us wow it was just us who said hey let there be nothing also in the scheme of things before you get to something many things let's start with nothing that's amazing it's a math 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 world with divakar coming soon only on radio azim premji university for several years before that The Nawab of Bhopal has been a leading advocate and admirer of the idea of Pakistan. This he revealed in several occasions but now that we read his actions with archives of Jinnah and others it's clear that he has been a leading advocate for state of Pakistan. In the summer of 1947 when the Nawab had recently just bought an aircraft he also makes two other significant investments these are two houses in karachi one for an office and the other for his personal use and about the karachi houses nawab also says that he must have a place in pakistan where his women folk could take shelter should things get really hot in bhopal so nawab all through the the months running up to independence nawab is an active part of uh, Jinnah's strategies. 
on one occasion uh, in one of his letters the nawab reveals to jinnah that uh, he really had to work hard to ensure that just 12 of the 93 representatives of the princely states joined the constituent assembly in april without any intention of blowing my own trumpet i succeeded in this effort on the 29th of march when as a result of incessant toil and sweat involving days and nights of hard and continuous work only 12 representatives out of 93 from the vast majority of hindu states joined the constituent assembly in april last the task was done as far as the indian india was concerned but the revolt started on another occasion uh, nawab reveals that his resignation as a chancellor of the chamber of princes was done with jinnah's consent immediately after it was clear that pakistan would be a separate dominion pakistan was created on the 3rd june and i had no further interest as far as the states were concerned i would have resigned the chancellorship in april and would also have abdicated but for the advice given by certain respected friends to not be in a hurry i resigned the chancellorship with your consent as soon as pakistan was established on the 4th of june nawab's deep association with the idea of pakistan is also revealed in detail in another letter that he wrote to jinnah on august 2nd as he was making his final desperate efforts to remain independent he wrote to jinnah in a secret note ahead of a meeting between the two that day at 6 pm the nawab talks about communalism to jinnah since then i have in my individual capacity tried to maintain and preserve the independence of the muslim states including bhopal in that work i have received no support from the hindu states i did not expect it communalism had entered the minds of the hindu princes with a vengeance they suspected me and showed no confidence in me a hindu prince would have been far more useful but there was no one to be found amongst that lot who would look after the interests of pakistan but in the letter he singles out one person and the one friend we had in bracket sir cp has also now been lost because of the attack bhopal stands alone with an 80% hindu majority in the midst of hindu india surrounded by my personal enemies as well as by the enemies of islam pakistan has no means of helping us you rightly made this plain to me last night i myself will not be a party to any attempts on the part of states to drag pakistan into a conflict on their behalf it would be wrong to expect anything more than moral support from you england has already betrayed the states and i for one am not prepared to beg at the door of great britain situated as we are we shall be coerced and intimidated nawab also had a clear idea about what would happen if he were to declare independence he admitted that there will be we shall be cut off from all essential supplies coal iron kerosene petrol machinery air services arms and ammunitions etc and he admits that they meaning new delhi is already threatening to give him no standstill agreements if bhopal keeps out this is how the situation stands it is not a question of cold feet or fear i am prepared to stand but would like to be clear as to what will be our ultimate object and then he asked jinnah that what was their ultimate goal and how far will pakistan be able to help them and stand by them 
what would be the terms of a treaty's accession or other engagements with Pakistan and how will they be implemented? I am in no case prepared to sign the instrument of accession and join Hindustan. If that must be done, it would only be done by my successors. My own personal wish is to abdicate and to serve Islam. I am prepared to serve Pakistan in any capacity. I should, therefore, like to know how I should be employed by you and in what capacity. If you have no use for me or if my presence in Pakistan and my association with you is to be of the least embarrassment to you, I should also like to know this now. He points out that Jinnah has always pointed out that Nawab was welcome in Pakistan but always spoke in general terms. Now that my fate is to be decided in the next few days, I would like to get some specific indication in this matter from you. Yours very sincerely, Hamidullah. There were many reasons why the Nawab of Bhopal was getting more and more aggressive in August. One of the reasons could well be that uh, he had managed to swing the ruler of Jodhpur to meet Jinnah. It's interesting that the uh, ruler of Jodhpur agreed to meet Jinnah after he had closed his negotiations with both Patel and uh, Mountbatten. I think it's probably August 10th uh, when uh, Jodhpur Maharaja, who had left Delhi after agreeing to everything that Patel and Viceroy said, he returned. And on the 10th when he returns, there is uh, dramatic moments happening. The Nawab of Bhopal sends two cars to both the airfields of Delhi. You know, one which is now called the Indira Gandhi International Airport and the other one which was then called the Willington Airport, now called the Safdarjan Airport. He just wanted to ensure that the Maharaja is with him. Mountbatten, let us said that uh, probably Nawab was holding the Jodhpur ruler as a prisoner in his house. Whatever it is, the Jodhpur ruler meets Jinnah and uh, Jinnah is famously, as you know, said to have told the Jodhpur ruler, here is my fountain pen, write your terms and I will sign it. If Jodhpur were to wean away from the dominion of India, it opens up yet another new front for strengthening Pakistan and weakening Indian dominion. That also may well have played to the stronger position that Nawab was increasingly taking. In the second week of August, even as uh, Nawab is able to pull out Jodhpur, he is able to hold on to Intor and is strengthening the pro-Pakistani forces and challenging the Indian dominion, there is a very noticeable silence from Jinnah. The Nawab has been wanting Jinnah to spell out what exactly would he offer the Nawab in Pakistan. The silence is troubling. On the other side, the Indian State's Department is getting more and more aggressive. Mountbatten is increasingly clear that he will not do anything that will offend the Indian dominion. And by the very fate of geography, Bhopal is trapped in the middle of India. And all that is like disaster crowding upon an agitated brain. And that is how the Nawab ends up pulling the revolver on his daughter. But that's not the end of the story. In the last 2-3 days of British Empire in India, the Nawab will make further desperate moves. 
that was episode 4 state of bhopal on the next episode you know when you hear uh, complaints by people from northeast about how the region is neglected by the mainland how we know so little about it it almost sounds as if they are speaking from 1947 sir muhammad saleh akbar haidari many of you would know his family because i think one of his granddaughters is a bollywood actress so in the last week of june haidari joins hands with posi who is uh, the tax collector of the nagas and and trusted by them to broker a deal with the nnc radio azim premji university